I do appreciate getting Amaro back for, for this one because he got such a glow up for Tar's counterattack. His that new Gundam is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I want I want one of those. And I don't is mean it? a gunpla, I want I want a new Gundam with the psycho frame built into the into the cockpit in my backyard. Is that the first time we've seen a Gundam have a uh, have those funnels? Is is that the first time they they've just had oh, those on a Gundam? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, is and, and that that now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of makes sense because the new Gundam it was in a weird uh, plot turn. We find out that includes technology from Neo Zeon. Yeah. Did I miss that? Does that get resolved? Or is that just sort of like a little sprinkle of like, there's more going on than you think. Neo Zeon is not a monolith. Wait, huh? What do you mean? Like, did that, um, did they follow up on that? Some of the technology coming from Neo Zeon when Chan gets that, uh, note? Yeah, so, uh, Char, Char tells it to Amaro at, like, the very end. That's when Amaro's like, oh, why, why do you gotta look down at everyone? You're such a jerk, Char. <laughs> I <laughs> I, lo- I love the shit they say to each other too. <laughs> the when 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 uh Char's on a horseback getting away. <clears throat> I asked the question again. What what the heck are you doing here? He's all like, oh, well, I'm I'm more than just a soldier, Amaro. <laughs> I do important things. <laughs> that is that is quite cutting. <laughs> You know, I, I, we love Amaro, but he is an underachiever compared to Char. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I, I think he's, like, he's looking for a simpler simpler life. By the time Amaro gets out of bed in the morning, Char's already come up with three different alternate egos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's found yeah. three different masks and hairstyles to you. At least four pairs of sunglasses. Became president of of a resurgent uh, space nation and mobilized uh, a, sur- uh, a surprise war against Earth. All in one morning. <laughs> it did happen so fast. Like, oh shit, the war started. No, there, there was no filler with this. It was just all killer. Yeah. For a, for a, for a, for a movie that kind of moves slow, I couldn't, like, the, the, the pacing is so strange. Like, I think I've gotten used to it now, but... I think we got used oh. to it, like that fifty episode uh, yeah. <laughs> arc. That's you know, kind of squeezing those events into uh, two hour film feels very strange, right? Because it is a lot of like things happening, but mostly it's in like quiet rooms with people pontificating, with a quest telling you about her study abroad experience in India. <laughs> it... Quest? Wow, she's a. She was better on the second watch. Yeah, you know, I was watching. Yeah, I was doing. I was yeah. So I was watching this uh, a bit of the movie before it started, and I was appreciating all these little touches in in her character. Like I didn't, <laughs> I I missed it the first time I watched the movie, um, the first real time. I don't count that other time when she's on the shuttle. Well, first, like when she's intru- uh, she's introduced like running away with her hippies and the those cops like attack her friends. But then later, she's at the airport, and her mom just, like, turns out, like, you know, I'd rather freeze to death than be in a plane with her. So... And she's like, good, I hope you do. This, this is That was a super easy detail to miss in the film. I'm not sure what the difference is. 
I don't think that's her mom. Oh, right. That's right. Because she's talking about... Yeah, she has that line where they're like talking about politics and Earth. Like, Earth, that's the type of place where it makes people have divorces. And Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you're projecting, Quest. I think this is actually not as universal as, as it is. Yeah, there, there, there is a fair amount of projecting, not even just from Quest. There's some nice little Freudian tidbits here and there. Right, um... Oh yeah, but like the thing I met, uh, the 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 little beat I missed with Quest before is when they're on the on the shuttle and and the shuttle like on the way to the staple mobile. Oh, uh, welcome to the Mobile Suit Book Club. We re- uh, watch Gundam. We usually read. We used to read books. <laughs> Mostly watch Gundam. Um, Roberto, this is Corvin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just we just kind of. Dove with no introduction, didn't we? <laughs> oh yeah, but now we're kind of <laughs> the coldest open of them all. Um, fuck, what was I? Oh yeah, they're on the they're on that thing, and you're heading to the to the to the base ship, and like the battle's going on, and the her dad is scared. Quest looks at him and spits. <laughs> Did you? I didn't realize I, until the second viewing. She spits on her dad. I missed that one. Darn. <laughs> we talked about Exterminator. I guess I mentioned Exterminator being like a future beach read. Charge Counterattack is a really easy one to just have on. It's a nice serving size of Gundam. Yeah, I think I think it is. However, there is so... I guess you're fine if you just watch the 79 series or uh, the compilation movies of, of the 79 series. You're, you're probably fine with just that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I kind of want to, like, especially, like, uh, the third one was it Echoes in Space. I, 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 I have been, like, kind of itching to rewatch that one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of parallels to to uh, Encounters in Space and, and uh, Counter Attack. I guess like the what do you mean like with the um with Lala being out in space? Lala being out in space, that's the last time we, we see Armuro and Char really have the same dynamic that we're seeing here. Yeah, yeah. I do love uh the straightaway clash. Like that is the rivalry. And then I, I guess I guess both share a very interesting psychedelic sequence. Right, you do get like a like a nice like expressions of color. The the chaos of the battles, I think, too. Like, the final battle in Zeta, like, it has these, like, subplots going on. But it's crazy in this movie when they go out and it's just, like, feelings, feelings, feelings. Like, when it really gets going, Hathaway, Gune, like, Gune's, like, waning uh, uh, allegiance to Char. Quest, is, Quest, like, slowly, like, losing it when she's out there. Chan's desperation, uh, uh, yeah, I guess like Hathaway and um, in general, that's like the closest thing to like you get like more a lot of the more of those moments like when Amuro accidentally kills Lala, where it's like this this kind of shock that like it makes sense, but it's not as um it doesn't have the it's it's more tragic, it doesn't feel as um like what do you expect as like uh what's his name in in Zeta dying. Cats? Who's our favorite boy from from Cats. from Titans? Oh, oh yeah, 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but Cats as well. <laughs> Next Cats was pretty tragic. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's something about Encounters in Space where it might still be my favorite. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, re- I gotta revisit. There's something about, about its, its, uh, its energy. I, I, I don't know how long ago you, you read that uh, Xeonix Scanlation interview. Oh, the recent one with with Tomino. Tomi, Tomi, Tomino and 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 the the change he was talking about. Oh, he's talking about the Ukraine, the war in Ukraine. Yeah. There, there was one thing specifically that he said where he felt that he has a sense of failure in showing the methodology for how new types and innovation in humans come about. Maybe largely I agree, but I, I think, you know, this encounters in space and, and these original works are maybe the closest he has gotten so far. I need to find this interview again. We'll have to wait until we get to those Reconquista movies to see if he... How he dramatized an, an alternate model for that stuff. Right, that's true. That's true. I don't know. Like Amuro is actually, I, I think in the in the book in these compilation movies, like Amuro, Char, and Lala seem like really great models for like new type development happening as a result of of extreme circumstances. Maybe maybe it's a it's a problem that they're all so that they all revolve around war so much, but I guess that's what he's talking about, like in these in these moments. Like Amaro doesn't feel connected to any war for the longest time in the show. To like any cause. It's like pure survival for, for a really long time. Char is like maneuvering like all these like different interests. So you see a different angle of leveraging your understanding of people and things. And Lala is like, uh, like somehow, you know, like her soul is untouchable by the war, even though it does. It's a really cool, like three part model of, or like, like of different, um, different ways to rise, I guess, out of, out of base level of, of seeing things. I guess it was nice about counter counterattack is it, it, it does have that for the most part when compared to uh encounters in space like i i think it, i think it hits up those methods maybe about as well yeah who are our main uh new types actually in uh char's counter i was a little fresher in my mind um char obviously amuro lala still captain bright quest lala. yeah we don't get to see him be do any new type stuff i <laughs> I think he's a new type. I, I I think I think it counts. Yeah, no, I think it was already like from from previous things, but like in terms of counterattack, does he get to show off as a strategist? Yeah, right. But that was like just from his like experience with Char. Yeah, that's true. When he when he's at the meeting and he's like, uh, "Please take my gold. I have just the one meteor was enough for me." I promise no more no more meteors on Earth. Char was the only one who was like, I don't know, I think I think he wants to do another meteor. Char and uh and Amaro, of course. Hathaway? Hathaway's a new type in this? Is he a new type? I assume he will be, given that he's he will be by the time he's the protagonist. I mean he he, he did kill a uh militarily trained pilot, right? You gotta be pretty good at, at piling to do that. He only did he only right. did the training like one time before. And he is uh he, he's definitely um in tune with his emotions and very impulsive. 
Which is, seems to be a, a trait with, with new types. He didn't kill Quest in the film, but there's there's no similarities there with young Amaro that I'll, uh, I want to count him as a new type in this. Right. Uh, he's got no type potential. Or Chan, I guess. I guess Chan. Like her, that psycho frame glows when she's on that at different points. Yeah. Implying like a, some kind of advanced like psychic activity. It is better for, save for later, but what what did you think of her character? Uh, I thought, you know, she gave me uh, a vibe. I just like found her like very pleasant. Like I really liked uh, every scene that she was in. Like I thought she was, it's in terms of the like, character acting, design, and like the, the voice acting performances. I thought she did like a good, she had a nice balance between like, um, like professional, capable, caring. That she felt like a, you know, it's it's all shorthand. She didn't get to have like backstory or an arc or anything, but she's felt real to me. Finding out that she was supposed to be Beltorchica originally does feel like that's a missed opportunity. That's that was exactly what I was going to say. I I I feel as though uh, Beltorchica could have been a better. I don't know about better, but that that would that would have been quite the choice there. Finding although, I oh man, okay, so this is I mean, complete like totally aesthetic or whatever. Every time, like I love every time that Amaro says Chan, like <laughs> he sounds, his his voice is so sounds so sweet, smooth and nurturing. It, I just like when he says that. Every time he says like, oh wow, that's love. Oh my, like I I've never wanted Amaro to be my boyfriend more. And when he sees her curled up in a ball, smiles and goes, Chen. Like every time he says it, it's just so good. <laughs> He's always gently waking her up, too. Okay, also, okay, so she goes, okay, I'll pin on when she goes out uh, to, to save to save Amaro. She, and she runs into Hathaway, and that stuff happens. It's interesting that she, like, spends that time to be like, oh, no, like... She cares about Amaro a lot. It makes her like go out on a on a on a you know busted mobile suit. I like that's like a, like a really um, touching kind of heroism. But she sees Hathaway in trouble, and she she stops to help him. I thought it's it's a neat little moment of like character. This kind of like okay, well, who you need my help? You're in front of like you're here right now. You're here right now. I'm a human. With some decent emotions, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's it's the, like uh, what every adult should do is is look out for the younger generation. But it's also like a cult pragmatism of even though he loves Quest and uh, Hathaway thinks Quest, you know, it's the cats and uh, Sarah, the cats and Sarah thing, or yeah, Camille and Four, or Amaro and Char, Amaro uh, and Char. Amaru and Lala, Amaru yeah. and Sela? Question mark. <laughs> Although they they get to be on the same side, but it's like you know yelling across no man's land for the sake of like no you know I know your heart is good, um, you know in light of all that, she still like takes a read of the situation, be like Quest is, there's no time for this, like I have to kill Quest. So it's a damn shame. Uh, I wonder, like, I understand Hathaway's um, uh, um, frustration. His reaction seems a little much, but I understand, because it does seem like Quest could turn any moment. 
It's it's a uh, if if it fits with the rest with the uh, rest of the works, right? Yeah, because we did have like I, I'm glad that El Peo play got to just become a a, a crew member. I mean, Zeta Zeta is like a, it's like a kinder overall, even though it does like veer into like <laughs> um, very sober tragedy. It does it does have these moments where it almost feels like even. Um, Haman Karn could, given enough time or, or circumstance, be gone, gone a different way. Be decent, right? But I didn't. I thought I, I thought I saw this, but like, no, no way, this can be right. But when when um when Chen um flies out, like she has that scene with Astonite, Ast Astonage. Yeah. Well, guess to be a little bit more of a character. We'll, we'll touch on Aston Age in a, um, but she kills him. Huh? Like I thought it was like, and surely like when she blasts off, like I think like the like the propeller or something like, like kills someone on the on the deck, and it was right after she has that scene with Aston Age, and I just like because it's Aston Age, like no way anything could happen to him. But I was like, just like reading through the wiki. And that it's Astonage who gets killed when Chan flies out. There's that scene of like someone floating and there's blood. I guess that's him. Like what? He's the best recurring character there. But we just liked. It was just nice to have him there. He was always there to tease, to tease Bright. He's it's like a solid kind of <laughs> figure. Also, like one of my favorite lines in in Char's counterattack is Astonage. Um, he gets a girlfriend. Good for him. She's a cool pilot. Oh, I think I, I think I know her. Yeah, go on. And you know, uh, <laughs> he says to her, and it's so touching. He's like, "When you get back, I'll make your favorite salad." Oh, and then when she does come back, not good. He cries, and I was going to make your favorite salad. <laughs> All those nights sharing a salad together. That that was. That's a, uh, I think that's some Zeta <laughs> genderism coming through, though. Like, like of, of of course the boyfriend would make the girlfriend of her favorite salad. Right. If you're a, a real man, will make his girlfriend a salad. That's my that's my love language. Actually, is uh, mixed greens. I wonder what her favorite salad is. <laughs> I wonder if that's canon somewhere. I wonder if it's, it's got to be Caesar. Why? I mean, that's the only salad. Everything else is is okay. Fruit salad? Like, where's the preparation? There's none. Well, cutting the fruit up, I guess. It's going to be a hard task to pay on the fruit. I was trying to Google to see if uh, if there's a canonical salad. Yeah, maybe in the novels it's mentioned. And now we gotta now we gotta go to the novel get that find out what the salad yeah. is. Actually, what I get that's one of the, the main difference in the novel is that uh, Hathaway does kill Quest. How? That's this happens in the in the Charles Counterattack novel. Yeah, because these are like coming out like pretty like concurrent with the. It's kind of like it's like it's like um two thousand one a space odyssey I guess. But that's so different. So in this one, is this his own uh continuity where there's no Amaro? Uh, no. No, I I think this this uh Beltrachica's ch- children was just like one of his 
proposed drafts for how he wanted the movie. Oh, I see. Oh, by the way, uh, he doesn't get hit by he. Destinage doesn't die from from Chan's launch. It's right after the launch. There's a stray beam, and that kills that kills Destinage. It's a little better. That was like I can't. That can't. So, Chan kills Belter Chica, but doesn't kill. Aston Age. Got it. Wait, what? Chan does kill uh, Beltor Chica. By, by existing, she erases Beltor Chica from, from the timeline. It's a pretty violent death right there. Right, metaphysical death. <laughs> but it would have been interesting. She would have had more to do. And, like, if Beltor Chica had this, like, arc, you know, we talked about it in Zeta, I suppose, how it was kind of an arc that was sold short, where she's sort of um, against the war, but for Amaro, and because of that, she pushes Amaro to fight. Uh, but by the by the end of it, she's just sort of like, you know, part of uh, she's part of the uh, yeah, the the anti Earth efforts on Earth. Uh, but it, it's interesting to see her. It'd be interesting if she like followed Cha yeah, Amaro, you know, into into these pressing matters and have some more of that tension. I don't know, they'd have more conversation about the nature of war, like what they're doing. I mean, when you have this, like, pressing thing, like, this movie does start with Charge already dropping a meteor, and it's like a ticking thing for, like, another. They really drop you in in, in the, uh, in the middle of things. Yeah. So, there's no room to be like, should we fight, or anything like that, but you know, there's like wiggle room for the, for for like these differences in. I, I guess if we're talking about other character choices, Sailor would have been a nice appearance anywhere. Right. It's just weird that she's not in any of this. Um. Even just like a shot. I don't, I don't know if it's weird that Camille or Judo isn't present at all. I guess R- presumably Judo is in uh, what is it, Neptune right now? I thought it was Jupiter's moons or something. Jupiter, yeah. I guess Camille, you know, got let, let Camille have his break. He's done with war. Right. I think, yeah, in another draft, like, if we had gone straight from Zeta to, to Char's counterattack, oh, well, he still has his mind broken. But, like, if, I guess if, if his character ended up being painted differently in Double Zeta, I think it would have been a perfect fit. That would have been so good, actually. Like, I, what's this guy's name that replaces Camille in theory? Oh, oh, um... The guy that kills uh, Astonasia's uh, girlfriend. Goose, Gustav? Gustav? Oh, Gune. Gune, yeah. He has his moments. I love when he when he finally says what we've all been thinking about Char. He spends too much time with young girls. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he, he totally calls called it like he sees it. He just, he's, he's so, um... He's a little angry for me. Besides that, though. It, it fits like he's kind of got like a um I, I I'll put this in in terms I'm sure you'll appreciate he's kind of has like has a like a star scream quality <laughs> <laughs> like he's definitely second in command but he can't wait to like he'll take every opportunity to end up on top in in, in first position <laughs> like definitely prematurely like this um you know Camille's uh. Camille would have been so good because his thing is that he's so, at least in Zeta, like before he's like this sort of uh, mute, enlightened, whatever, like, you know, new type, ascended new type. 
or um, shell-shocked new type, however you might see it. Um, like, his thing, like, he is brash, but, like, his thing that motivates him is, like, uh, uh, the way he takes, like, matters of justice so personally. It makes sense that he would join Char, because Char is, like, you know, like, his his father figure for, for the bulk of Zeta. And, you know, it's like, it's a, a righteous thing. Not, not, you know, obviously it's not good to drop an asteroid on Earth, but at least the justification is this kind of edible, like, you know, <laughs> you know, my dad, fuck you, he's a, um, he's a hurricane, uh, uh, a meteor. And it's also like, the people that we spent, uh, you know, a five-year war fighting can't be trusted. They're, you know, they're selfish and small and greedy. And, like, there's... I can see Camille having a complicated... Like, I can see Camille, like, being on board with that and then maybe changing his mind or being on board... Like, there could have been a story where... Camille was very conflicted he, about about those... Um, I guess, what exactly to do about the Federation... Like, maybe this isn't quite the story, but, like, maybe this is the Hollywood thing where he's joining Char on this thing and then he finds out what Char's plan is and he um, has a change. You know, there could have been a story where he's, like, you know, caught between his two dads. Caught between Amaru and Char. Who are you going to choose? Um, with Gune, it's interesting that it is less... Uh, he is less of a of a let's call him honorable uh character like there is a there's more just like ego about it like he's a he's really good as a new he's a cyber new type it's not even like true new type which probably is just going to mess you up somewhat to be taken in the cyber mm-hmm. direction yeah to be considered a candidate you probably have to have like a certain kind of like malleable personality anyways um, but then, like, once he he feels his strength, it's it's interesting, like, he thinks he's, um, like, he thinks he's being used, but he thinks he's playing the game. Right. Um, and, and it's a neat way, like, you know, for a movie to, for this to, for this, uh, um, thing to be dramatized through just, like, uh, wanting to get Quest's, uh, a- attention or, uh, admiration. Like, Quest is really, like, at the center of things that I'm thinking about it. Like, who she, like, looks up to is telling about, like, I don't think the tides of this conflict. Like, part of, like, why it's so surprising that Neo Neo Zeon gets to, like, launch his attack so soon after his formation, so soon after all this this stuff, even with the Federation um, doing checkups on their bases and all that finding out that they do have all this fuel and all this personnel and all the all this uh, equipment is because like people are um like swayed by char and and so we see we see that like play out where quest is like admires uh amaro so much then then feels neglected or whatever you know she's like a teenager she's you know she's the she's the uh, impulsive blue hair of the of this incarnation of Gundam, but then her like her her attentions like go between 
these younger guys and then like Char, like the clarity of his mission, his sense of purpose and, uh, you know, angry justice like wins her over. There's some, there's some slight, there's some slight interest in Imaro for a second mm-hmm. there. As soon as she, she saw Chai and the, yeah. kind of, kind of ended yeah. right there. She, yeah, that like frustrates her. And then, man, Char shows up on a horse and that's just, that's very compelling. Yeah, I mean, well, a char, a char on a horse is compelling. And, and that <laughs> gold suit, sunglasses, blind hair you know, waving and, around, I mean. And he's not just a, sho- he's not just a soldier. Yeah, he's not just, he's, he's doing important things. I, you know, I, I totally understand uh, Quest's, again, except for a uh, meteor heading towards Earth that, I mean, if it's going to end divorce. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot. Gra- yeah, gra- gravity gravity causes divorce. I had to get my parents back together. I'm doing this to save our marriage. I to kill gravity. When you bring a giant asteroid into the relationship to, to save it. <laughs> yeah, we are just kind of jumping around. It is a... Oh, I will. I uh, when I was rewatching, um, Char's counterattack, I just had it on the dub. I guess I was like the the default, and Chan is totally different in the dub. Amuro in the dub is like, "Whoa, what are you doing there, Chan?" It's <laughs> he's not my Amuro. <laughs> it's a totally different experience because then then you are more likely to root for Char. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't root for Char, but I, I, I see, I see how he got there, you know. Yeah, I guess like if you have spent the last, um, whatever, ten years of your life fighting the Federation, understanding their limitations, and even after uh, winning against their worst elements, seeing them be the same like greedy, hypocritical, uh, authoritarian. Force as always. Yeah, I mean, even after the downfall of the Titans, like, the, F- the Federation still sucks. Like, they make sure, like, within the movie to show, like, with those, uh, with the, with those police and, like, Riot gear, just, like, at- attacking those, those teenagers. I mean, the, the very concept of, of, of it, too. Oh, you're, you're going to govern 10 billion people in space and you don't even live there. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, like, I understand, like, the, the, you know, not trusting them, but it, does seem like the movie stacks the deck a little bit to just make him like no but he's bad like maybe he has a point but he's he's gone over it does seem like that you know i mean i'm 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 mad there is is indefensible because i mean there, there's so many just poor people caught in between what he's doing trying to take down the federation and and just what that means Right, like that. If, like if you're like willing to take that action, then how much how much better are you? We we can uh, we can go back. That reminds me of I guess like it was like I remember like um uh whatever I know it's crazy whatever like you know I think Zizek talks about like uh like an illustration of ideology is to say like I know but or it's like to to. It's like the kind of thing that makes you want to accept contradictions. And like part of the fascist spirit 
is is like um being okay with like taking on sins like i know this is terrible but like i'm i'm doing something wicked but i i am the person that has to do these evil things for everyone else yeah it was a there's a really great moment in the sopranos um it's i guess the line is quoted often it came back up in 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 that in that uh sopranos movie that came out recently um it's a scene where have you seen the sopranos um i've seen part i i've started it recently i i've I've never finished it no it's weird to get into because like you think it's gonna be a gangster thing and that's like mostly like like a family man kind of kind of thing yeah (laughs) yeah it's you get like multiple episodes of like this guy some you know his neighbor's restaurant (laughs) <laughs> or like how some you know so and so's nephew's doing in school or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a weird show. It's I think it's but it's really it's really good. But there's a great so it's like you know like the character like Tony and and Christopher. So like there's a scene where Christopher's like mad at Tony because he's aware of him being like this sort of like narcissistic kind of like guy who like just, like will just like use people and like like ultimately doesn't really look out for them and. Like, what's interesting is, like, you know, like, these people are, like, you know, like you see this in The Godfather, I guess. Like, these people, like, they're Italians, right? They're Italian-American, whatever. They're they're Catholic. And Christopher is, like, talking shit about Tony, like, complaining, like, venting. And he's like, and this is the guy I'm going to hell for. Ah. Uh, this, is, this is the guy I'm going to... Yeah. That's that's telling. Um, like, I think we talked about, like, right before we started recording. Um, but I think this, like uh illustrates a little bit like with char like the tragedy of char you know like even like the movie like has lala like lala's ghost show up in 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 amaro's dream saying that he's pure sorry i jump around (laughs) um uh lala saying that he's pure we also have these scenes like uh uh when Char gives that hologram speech to like before the battle, saying like we will begin our like righteous whatever, he takes off. He's wearing like this like cape and he's got a sword, and he takes it off. And it is the same Char that we knew who didn't want to give that speech in Zeta, you know, didn't want to go out, you know, in front of people. He's like, oh, I feel ridiculous right now. We're wearing this. Yeah, it's it's like, and he could read that as like. um you know, like his real politique coming out and being like, well, I have to be this. I, I have this power as this icon. I have this sort of um, glimmer. I, I guess he feels it's a responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. Um, but like a part of why he would feel ridiculous is I, you know, I think he like recoils against, maybe I'm like reading too much into it, but like the whole pop and circumstance of like, you know, this extreme hierarchy. No, for sure. Like what he doesn't like about Earth Federation is that they only think about themselves. Like in his own heart, he's th- he's doing this for a cause. But the the tragic narcissism is that is like it has to be me who does it, and he doesn't believe in the possibility of like that happening slowly. It has to. The only way that he can see Earth Federation stop being you know the evil he sees them to be is by dropping an asteroid on them, <laughs> like. Just kill them all. He's, I mean, he's 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 ultimately uh, in in go terms. He's he's captured. I, I guess really being captured. Like, like he he feels he's, you know, it feels like he's playing all sides, still doing his same old thing. But his 
infatuation with Amaro and the Earth Federation just really... I mean, he 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 falls to the adversary, which is which is fascism. Yeah. Man, I miss Zeta. I miss Zeta Char. I think I think at every point of the recording, I I've said like I want to rewatch this. I want to live in this in this run of Gundam shows. No, I I I miss Pagina. I I miss. Pagina, yes. I, I miss the first version of Tari too, even. Right, right. He's like whatever. He's wily. He's doing his schemes. But ultimately, it's 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 kind of well intended. Like he rises to what he thinks is his destiny. And... Just don't don't hand him a a space government to govern, and he would have been okay. Yeah, and like it's weird that yeah, I was gonna say like the Earth Federation was even like negotiating with him as a sovereign state. They were acknowledging Neo Zeon taking their money it seemed like he'd kind of jumped the gun it seemed like uh they were <laughs> if he wanted to he could have lived out his father's dream he, he just had his idea that no there's no one was allowed on earth anymore <laughs> right so he, he could have taken neo Zeon to the farthest reaches of space right there's other there's other um horizons there's other frontiers uh even just in terms of physical space that's true but i guess he just like really didn't trust the federation not to like not to be you know whatever uh i guess like like if you're napoleon and and uh england offers peace you know that's not you know that's not a permanent peace no that's true but then again if if napoleon had a spaceship around would he really be so interested <laughs> in hanging around uh the the globe or continental year for so so long. I don't know. Yeah, the, that's true. Like like the part of the reason why Europe was so filled with war is that everyone is like bumping elbows against each other. Not not that there weren't like power uh, addicted individuals. It's just Char Char never yeah. struck me as this lawful evil um, fascist. Mm. There's like oh I have to conquer everyone. And like I think like the way you said it, like it's not just whatever his destiny is but in a sense you know by 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 fight by fighting it so so blindly in a sense he did get caught up in earth's gravity he didn't see like beyond or whatever he was like he was just to turn into a a, a negative obsession with, and, uh, with earth yeah I, I guess i guess armor plays such a large factor into that how do you how do you mean um if if armor weren't a federation soldier at that point in time I, I think what Char would be doing with these Neo Zeon resources might look very different. Mm, that's that's true. I wonder if uh... like I think one of the things that really um, upsets Char is the fact that the Federation has this new type and and using him as a weapon. That's a good point. He does care about about Amro. Like he he was so interested in getting Amro involved in Zeta. Like he thought he was just like trapped by the Federation before, and he is still trying to like yeah, win he's them like, over. Oh, you're, they're they're misusing you. That's true, and you know what? I, Amaro would have been a good influence on him too, like a little voice of reason or 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 sensibility. You know, it's you know what it is. It's a uh, 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 Griffith and guts. Uh, it 
It, it is it is a lot like that, isn't it? If only, if only Amuro was less straight. <laughs> it I, was a tragedy. <laughs> I don't know about that. I guess all this really comes down to to Lala. Still, like, if Amuro hadn't killed her, he probably would have been more willing to go into space. Had he been more willing to go into space, he would have had way more interaction with Char. And had he had more interaction with, with Char, I'm not sure we'd be seeing this rebellion. Yeah, that works. Like that, that gets at like where the like the story of Char, Art, Lala, and Amuro. Like uh, uh, when she shows up and in in that dream, Amuro's like, "Why don't you let us go?" And she's like, "She just doesn't want to." Like, I, I want to watch over you both. And Char, Char is pure, she says. Which was just crazy because that dream happened a- after the colony drop, or not colony drop, uh, after the first asteroid hit, too. Yeah. She, she's into their hearts. But, uh, you know, like, it works, like, as just, like, their memory haunting. It is, it is a shame seeing new types just continually kill each other, though. Every dang time. Yeah. Man, like, the mess that it becomes at the end. With like when Hathaway kill like we we talked around it we didn't actually say Hathaway kills Chan like holy shit <laughs> like at that that's like a point that was so baffling when I saw this movie having not seen any Gundam before like not knowing like what what uh, uh, Tomino was was capable of of unleashing. There's a clever innovation of that type of scene that we've that we've encountered before. So we've seen Amuro kill Lala. We've seen Camille, you know, have have to deal with the death of four. And uh, who's who's the sister figure with Camille? Uh, Rosamia slash Rosami. Did he kill her? I think he might have killed her. Let me look that. Let me look that up. But either way, like uh, like these deaths are like within the expected tide of 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 battle, and like Lala's thing is like shocking, but it's. Amuro is going after Char, and Lala swoops in. That makes sense for 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 Lala as well, like being this sort of a uh, um, you know wild card on the battlefield. Right. This you know this this creature of pure love, and uh... we we see it again with uh, with Double Zeta and and play ki- killing play. Yeah, that's getting closer. It's like a, a clone. There's like just like one that's like went a different direction. And and now th- this one had that extra casualty involved with it, like but that's like people ostensibly on the same team, but I guess Halfway wasn't really on that team. Bright's just his dad, right? And how 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 present is Bright as a father? Like he's just he's shocked completely to see to see him on the, on that on on the ship. Well, I just think that Bright was on on Earth for a time period between double zeta and what we're seeing now. right there was there was warmth i didn't see in in obviously it seemed like bright could have done more to to raise to raise him because he didn't come out all the way he wasn't cooked all the way <laughs> um but like when when they meet each other you know uh, hathaway is so excited he like goes to see him and hits the hits the ceiling and they have some like, really tender moments when they're on the when they're on the deck captain's chair like they have some like moments of tenderness there it, it, it felt like that's a father yeah. and a son i saw i saw an image that was for some reason like uh let me see if i can find this 
There's like uh some some like poster that was like from the nineties, like the like the girls of Gundam. We got like Play and what's her name? Judo's sister, Emma Sheen, Martha. All standing around and then Bright's like for some reason in the middle. And he got some people from, from another uh continuity too. And like someone like uh, uh captioned it like Bright will literally hang out people from other universes before spending time with his wife and children. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You know, it's just like it's just because of what we happen to see is like when when things are happening and if things are happening then it really says a lot about about uh show not tell. Right, because we can all just make jokes about him being an. <laughs> And you know, an absent dad. dad. Which one? Was, I think was it Zeta or Double Zeta? Where doesn't matter. One, one of those. Uh, like, is it has this moment of reflection? He thinks about Mirai. He's like, "Am I a bad father?" I think it was Double Zeta. And Double Zeta. Yeah, I think that one had more like bright interiority. Who's better for it? He's a good character. Yeah, Mirai is good. Him. Also, too. like I we, when we talked. Yeah, that's what I, it's exactly what I was gonna was I was gonna touch on. Um, we talked about Mirai in the novelization a little bit. Uh, she came out like she came out looking really good in the novel. She she comes out stellar here. Like also like I love her redesign. Like everyone's redesigns on this is really good. Like Amaro looks more mature. Uh, Char, I, I mean he's all he always looks great, but like he, I do like that Amaro didn't get any taller though. <laughs> no, no, he he was done. He just uh, he just looks more rugged now. He wears he wears a shirt and tie now. Yeah, Mirai like they took away like her Mickey Mouse eyes from from the first few series. I was didn't recognize her at first, but besides that, also like even like on Earth, in this position of mostly just waiting for an asteroid, she's like, you get these moments of her like uh, taking charge, like handling like this evacuation with like dignity. Like she's there like being like a like a real mother to her daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I, there, I mean, there, there is one crazy scene where it's like, wait, is, is she trying to, is she trying to kill them both, or? <laughs> we have to remember that she is an expert pilot, right? Like, she did, like, fly the white base for... I mean, if she can fly that white base with very little experience, may, maybe she can fly, she could fly a car. Yeah, I had to send you, like, a clip of it. I was so, I was so shocked when I saw it. Like the last, I think that's the last scene we get of her. Like, what is she's like? Do you want to fly or something? Like, can, can this, this car fly? Can this guy like want to find out? And she like drives off the road, and then it cuts to some other thing. I mean, I, I guess you, you got gotta make the most Great of life mo- right before the ice age. Right? Yeah, you're like huddled around a trash can fire with the fellow survivors, like eating whatever like bits of canned food are left that you scavenge, and you're thinking, one time we did a sick jump off a. Off a bit of highway, or you just burn up in flames or whatever. That's still cool. It's still cool to get you. Doesn't seem quick enough though, but yeah, was yeah. I think we were missing maybe like a scene afterwards. That was so cool. Like talking about them on Earth. I did like that we got those scenes on Earth. It it, it plays a nice uh, not juxtaposition. I was just where I'm looking for. It, it's a. Uh... How like war is a vantage point? Maybe? I, I like that... vantage point. Usually, it's like war is like just like in terms of like you know these important people making these uh, heroic actions. 
military d- decisions. You know, and sometimes there's like young people getting caught up in their in in their emotions, their desperation. Yeah, but it it, it is nice seeing um, the, these civilians deal with war in, in a non-military way. Part of what makes um like I don't know, like uh this stuff bearable like w- part of what makes like the Gundam thing like so compelling is that you have war as this you know like huge like hyper event that is like beyond your scope of understanding but the scale of the war is because of the Minovsky particles and because of the power of these mobile suits can hinge on your activity in this Gundam, you know, in this tool, this big weapon. And it's shaped like a person, so it does feel like you can, you know, we always talk about new types expressing, like, the, the um, you know, everything, the thing we say every to every episode of this, like, the extension of, like, human, uh, uh, I forgot the word for it, uh, like, like, right. like, human ends. Uh, you know, like, whether it's a tool use versus empathy, etc. But also, we it's a context where the most important where the most important element in a war is a giant thing shaped like a human. Um, but yeah, yeah, like in that, sorry, where is I going with that? In that, like, uh, you know, there's a big war happening. You have these feelings you can't explain. It's a really nice way to suddenly feel like you're in control of things to get into this version of yourself that's much stronger, you know, like to get into this golem and suddenly like zip around and affect the world it says a lot maybe in in that anthro uh you know in, in that humanity a lot a lot of these things are uh mono-eyed or what in, in, in their war waging wow. they become these monster cyclops yeah there's a there's a good metaphor there too like the sort of like tunneling of of things like it's not it's that that makes it less human it's like less open to things and you know if we're expanding this eye metaphor too and i'm thinking now of um of we just had his name uh gusto gusto today thank you i love that gusto i don't know why we kill these names sometimes i was listening to to our zeta or you know editing the double zeta episode i realized that we didn't get glemmy i don't even know if i'm getting his name right now we didn't get glemmy's name right even once we called them like Blemmy, Glemo, like, never, like I even like say the wrong thing and what if I go like nailed it, yes. So it's like Glemmy or Blemmy. I think it's Glemmy. But anyways, um Gune, his mobile suit has those false eyes drawn onto it. Maybe showing his uh duplicitous nature or his false understanding his of blindness things. of what's actually going on unwillingness to yeah it's like see things for what they are that he is just being used by char even more than he thinks and quest does not care about him at all <laughs> she has zero interest in him all right yeah but like all this stuff about uh mobile suits being like helping you like you know i on earth all this stuff is happening out there you see this terrifying uh silhouette of axis heading towards earth and like what can you do but just drive hope to not be near it when it lands be far away enough that you can maybe survive that initial blast and they're hopefully picked up into space oh not the the uh showing civilians 
an anti-war anime's really strong choice lately. Um, like Villain Saga did that really well too. Oh yeah. Good uh, foil. It yeah, it makes the it makes the case for peace so well. Are you like caught up on the? On no, the I'm, I'm caught up on the anime. I've seen both seasons. Oh okay. Where does uh does the anime like uh do the farming art? Yes, and that was the one that was just covered, uh, and that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Also, would be in a cool direction for Gundam to have Char be like Thorfinn, and and had decided to like, oh, okay, I'm gonna take a, a spaceship and this Gundam and go as far as far away as the Earth's sphere as possible. Yeah, I would watch that like for I, for for my father's legacy or something. That would be cool if like they have all these different t- timelines and continuities. I would I would totally dig a spacefaring anti-war Char. You know, while we're while we're uh. You know, hoping and wishing. With his husband, Amuro, hand in hand. Duh, of course, yeah. Like, sad for everyone involved. But instead, he gets these, uh... What do you think of uh, of his canonical final girlfriend? Uh, which which one? Quest or N- Nanai? Oh, I don't even count Quest as, as a girlfriend. Like, Quest might think that, but... Nanai was her name, right? Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, Nanai. I wish we got to see, like, m- more of her m- motivations or... Or background, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's kind of like Chan in in a lot of ways. Where you know, she she plays her part well. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, terms like just like how she like wears a scene, like how she. Yeah, like like it's she's definitely well done in that regard. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just think a, a lot a lot of these new characters kind of suffer for being new characters. Yeah, it would have been nice to see some kind of. I don't know, like who could fill that role because, like, the point of like anyone, like as like the way that it's carried out in the stories, I really like anyone who isn't Lala or Amaro. Let's be honest, um, <laughs> is just gonna be like a kind of placeholder. Like in the case of Quest, it's someone he's like using just for his like strategic ends because she's like a powerful new type um, who is also like emotionally like pliable enough as a like just like a young person maybe, maybe that's camille and fa could come in yeah but like fa wouldn't have no that's that's fair i'm i'm, gra- I'm grasping um, straws here maybe um this could kind of like it have to be like rejiggered after like maybe martha could have had this role oh martha what's his name Rekoa. maybe yeah I, w- I was thinking of uh Maneva Zabi. Oh, that would have been, but like, um, yeah, it would be. It would be a different dynamic. Yeah, because like she's like young. She wouldn't be like the capable, like second in command sort of person that he. It would be interesting because he could still like rely on her emotionally in the same way. Oh, not in the same same way. This is like a little bit of that thing where. You know that thing that women complain about about like men who who just want their partners to be like um it's touched on i guess in the barbie thing but to, to like be their moms but not remind them of their mom yeah yeah like when he's like clinging on to her like it's he like he does he is like in this position where he's like doing something ugly he's in a position he doesn't like he feels like the world is is uh, you know like this dark place where this is the way things have to be she's doing a lot of uh you know i, I know that's not what emotional labor means but Whatever, like she's doing a lot of uh, emotional heavy lifting for him. Anyways, I actually have um a little bit. If you <laughs> maybe I'll cut um it out, but I have a little bit of um uh Tomino's actual like in intentions or oh uh, I want to read this. I, 
I, I recall seeing this post. Yeah, go go for it. Okay, I'm guessing. Um, so this is me as Tomino. Um, I'm creating the character of Nanai. Sometimes men want to cling to women. I thought Nanai is probably the kind of woman Char would like to cling to. More than anything, I created Nanai as a character that Char wouldn't look silly holding on to. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah. I, when thinking about what kind of woman that is, I get in touch with my inner masturbatory rhythm. We've all, as one does, I ask myself what kind of woman would make Char's dick feel good. <laughs> That's what I mean when I use the word fleshy. fleshy. She's a. W- <laughs> She's a woman painted on a cell, but here he keeps going. Am I like? <laughs> the, I I love this man. Like I. <laughs> this is, but here points to crotch parenthetically <laughs> she has volume <laughs> characters that don't have that fleshiness are sure to look unattractive to the audience i think so this is, i think this is hidekian oh <laughs> uh, right yeah okay sorry let's go let's get a good read on that so there's ano i guess uh, uh interviewing tomino let's get a let's get a clean read uh characters that don't have that fleshiness are sure to look unattractive to the audience i think so too yeah <laughs> Tomino. It might be <laughs> it might be hard for younger people to hear, but as you get older you start to understand more that you can't not think about people and characters without factoring in sex. That's why I absolutely had to give some thought to the state of Nanai's pussy. Especially while writing the story and trying the storyboards. I don't want her pussy to be all sad and tired out. If it is, Char will seem pathetic for sticking it in her, and she'll seem like a dull woman. <laughs> This isn't off the record, by the way, at all. I'm not saying anything that would hurt my honor logically. So go ahead and write it down. I don't mind. <laughs> oh my god, Tobio. I might have to censor some of this. Like, he, it's, you know, in the spirit of Tomino, like, it's one of the all time great Tomino quotes. Um, God, but I guess a, like that a, does. Un... It must be so crazy interview, just un yeah. <laughs> unhinged. He's what eighty. Yeah, yeah. I think he's like not not, not to excuse. <laughs> it, but damn, damn. I hope, we, I hope we keep that in there. It does capture. I think it is telling. Like I love how open he is. Like he is a product of his time. He's also a singularly weird guy but he's weird in a sensitive way and i'll say thoughtful not in terms of like getting on yeah thoughtful in terms of like full of thoughts like he he has his own cosmology but he's but he's trying to intellectualize or fully grasp like the things that he is passionate or confused or entranced by and a lot of that happens to be um sex and women but from a very male uh, vantage point. Yeah, let's use that word again. Well, we, we have to remember that this is coming from... I, I hate to use these words together, a, a Japanese boomer per- perspective. <laughs> I wonder how much of it is the context and how much of it is like his unique... Uh, I don't know, his idiosyncrasy. Right. Um... Maybe a bit of both. Maybe part of what makes him idiosyncratic is the way he will just say it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's 
fascinating about, about all all these works and and all all the artists behind these individuals is that it is and it, it is a mixture of of both their individual um, idiosyncrasies and how much of it is context. Right. It's, it's uh, there's a push pull there. Awkward, awkward parallel. Uh, much like how the the tides of war in within Gundam are shifted between the larger geopolitical logic of of Earth and space and the individual uh, passions and confusions of these um, pilots and actors in these super powered machines. And. Uh, um. Charger Bell in here. Charger Bell in here is is a. It does encapsulate both of those things pretty well. Mm -hmm. Right, it's so caught up in Char's like individual like hangups, which happen to be geopolitical, but also this 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 personal romantic Oedipal hangup. Yeah, like we do see, like you know, the Tomino's quote is. is wild, definitely. But he is at least, like, describing something about Char. Like, definitely not much about Nanai. That's maybe, like, I think what we were saying before, like, she does carry herself well. Like, I can, I can see her being played by, like, like, Lauren Bacall. Like, like she, but she is mostly there to be a sort of, like, foil or repository for Char's uh, weakness. And that, that's, that's a two-sided coin for her character. I mean, it it mm-hmm. sucks having a female character that can't that isn't really there for themselves. Yeah, but I mean, if if you're, if you're gonna make a female character for Char, you know, I, I think I think they did a good job doing that here. Um, they do, you know. To be fair, too, like part of the point of her character, like it's not just that the you know that the psych you know Tomino psychic energy sidelines her. Uh, what I mean is like the attention of the script sidelines her, but like the point of the story is that Char is so caught up in his own things that he is um, like using these people in ways that he's not fully aware of, or you know, in the case of Quest, like completely aware of. I think I think what I said earlier. I mean, I mean, Char, Char is playing all sides here still. Yeah. Like, like you know, he's uh, and- he's hanging up Neo Zion here, but I I don't think he gives. No. Two, two shits about that, that political structure. Right, like this goes by as you know, as far as Ada, like he does not interested at all in 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 leading Zeon to be. You know, he doesn't have a vision for what they could be. Just thinks that there should be a context where new types will can thrive and um, sort things through. You know, he goes and he does kind. Of, you know, it's sad he does sort of, I guess, um, take on the uh, the Zabi thing of of new type supremacy yeah i, I guess what makes him different yeah, is that just, he's he's you know he's really not hoping to up with zian doing this like in in a way yeah it's not exactly like a fascist in terms of like seeing a state be you know the the bundle of sticks that create the force for us a special type of people to to do that like it's a lot more personal or whatever Maybe Nichian, like, like, just like, you know, in terminal, like just, there are those who are of higher value, higher virtue, whatever. Which is definitely still a fascist, yeah, leading 
not leading. Still fascist as fuck. It's, it's like anarcho fascist. Yeah, anarcho fascist. <laughs> there we go. I was going to say like primitivist fascist, but I guess it was really telling that 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 is what that ideology is. I mean, he he still takes the name the name Char at this point. Yeah. Like why 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 is he not gover- governing under the name? Quattro Bagina? Uh, <laughs> or, or is Casbell? Like, oh yeah, that's right. That's true. He he seems to have embraced his identity under the Zabi Zion, not the Daikun, whatever the Re- Republic of Zion. He simply still sees Neo Zion as the Paman Zabi oh. product that it is. It'd be you know I bet like in our in our fantasy version in our fantasy timeline where where Char goes out and to explore the rest of space, that could be like a source of, that could be a kind of villain, is that the, let's call it the conservative or the fascist or the whatever, the the, the bad, you know, in whatever way, um, wing of of uh, that sector of Zeon. You know, there is still that wing of the people who would follow by Haman. You know, you could say like after like, you know, generations and years of propaganda and war that maybe there's like a sizable, you know, just like how there's a, a Neo-Zeon wing that gave Amuro or gave the Federation that psychoframe technology. There would be people within Zeon who would be opposed to to the nicer Neo-Neo-Zeon that we're, in, that we're envisioning. It'd be the... Gravity wage, yeah. Yeah. So maybe it makes sense too that the best way for him to to take on this leadership position would be like maybe Char is the most marketable of his alter egos. I, I guess amongst audiences too, like Char, Char is the most famous alter ego for for this individual. Yeah, we're not seeing Casval's counterattack or Quattro Bagina's counterattack. Like this makes the most sense as Char's counterattack, in every way, like thematic, psychological, political. That's true. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Is there anything else you want to hit up? I do have. I like the way we did this. I, I I like the way that we hit up like the, the the characters involved in these events. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of threads to pull at. I'm gonna go back to this to this rewatch. I'll watch the whole thing with a uh, surfer bro English Amaro. Yeah. You just let me know how you feel about. The armor versus char dynamic once it's you know in in english voices mm, yeah i haven't had a scene of them together i haven't seen what they're what maybe, their english wrestling maybe it'll hit different i think you know i do like their uh their clash maybe it's because they're outside of their like there is that moment where they're inside of axis and like amaro and char get to have a little chit chat about politics it was really it was a really Nicely done one too. I thought. Yeah, uh, like it. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it justifies what Amaro is doing pretty well. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a neat way that he like he sizes up Char's vision. Although it is like Char's like t- uh, sorry, Amaro is talking about like this like I don't know. Is it fair to call it political theory? Talking about like po- um, intellectuals being disillusioned by political movements, revolutions, the status quo, and and they yeah yes. But it's, 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 it's like, I think it's like, it gets at something very insightful. And it's also something that like completely like is talking right past or right over Char's head. Like he doesn't even realize that he's playing out this pattern. He's so caught up in his vision. I thought that was good, but I was going to say that, um, actually, let's talk about just encounters in space. Uh, I, 
you know, when they're when they're fighting in their normal suits on Albaku and like their their helmets touch and you get that stuff. Like I I do like that clash felt like um more personal than like the sword fight there. Yeah. Uh, but it's a shame. Like it works too that Char that Char meets his end, like like we're talking about uh, a mobile suit being this um this kind of thing that it, that extends your agency, and it ends with like Char like just like inside of a little ball stuck to a rock. Like their ending ends up being just this tragic like um, Revenge of the Sith. Like you were the chosen. One. This 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 movie did feel a lot like Revenge of the Sith. It was better done though. I Char feels much more believable than Anakin did. Mm. It doesn't feel as as epic or earned as the stuff that happens on Char's counterattack. And, like, the music, like, I know John Williams is great, of course, but, like, I re- I really like the music. We just gotta have a corner, just, like, appreciate, like, little touches. Like, the music was so good. It really, it, it kept, it was, like, emotional, but, like, thumping, like, it drove things, too. I, I did, I did miss my J-pop intro, but. Oh, of course. If, if Anime Jani started playing at the end. <laughs> No, that that, that would have impacted the beauty of, of of what the psycho frame was doing because that that was mm-hmm. that was that was stunning. Yeah, the yeah the anime and also like yeah when when the light when the colors start coming in, it feels so epic. It's a nice like uh, explosion of feeling too. Like this crazy thing, like just like this, like you're underestimating the new Gundam and it actually is pushing it. It it like transcends it's like hard sci-fi ish genre to to be this like big emotional thing and it you believe it because it, like, it pays it off with such beauty and then it has that thing where all the other people come in on their mobile suits and like are pushing on it like what a nice moment we're like there's some neo-zeon folks yeah. who jumping in and getting, getting picked up in that psycho frame zeitgeist of emotions mm-hmm. God, it's so good. And it's like, that's also like a standout animation moment for a movie that is like when it really gets going, like this animation is so smooth. Like it's, I swear it's like they're using like tw- all 24 frames or all 12 frames. Like it, they're drawing on ones and twos a, a lot of the time. And, you know, I talked about like having this complicated camera movements. Like when, that, when these Gundam or like, or these mobile suits are like exploding being like uh pushed away by the meteor like the movement is so fluid and cool it's tossed aside yeah it's like yeah little little moment just to appreciate this is a good looking movie i mean as 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 soon as soon as it opened and, and you saw the little little star lights kind of inject themselves in, in the darkness there no it was it was cool like i'm i i wish we had seen it from did we i guess we didn't like we only saw maybe it would have been a little hokey to see like that aurora borealis from Earth, you know, you think it's over for for you. It's gonna be a new Ice Age. You see that instead. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool movie. I yeah, great. I I want the Blu-ray. Oh, for sure. It must be an amazing Blu-ray. How much is it? I'm gonna say twenty eight dollars. <laughs> My close. I'm still typing. I'm a slow typer. Yeah, yeah, right around. Yeah, twenty five bucks. Pretty close. I'm probably gonna prioritize getting um F ninety one. It's cool. That that's another movie release. Right. It makes things easier for us on this uh, on this schedule. I do, I do, I do like the fifty episode. Yeah, I uh, yeah, just like sinking into into that pace. I think this F ninety one cover looks great, though. Yeah, I want to know what's the deal with this mask guy. I know it's like from now on we're just gonna get like this is the char for this char one. Char copies. Yeah, I guess now the question comes up: 
do any of these other masked figures, these masked Avengers match up to Char. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting thing because, like, now, like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm joking, of course, I'm so strong, but getting a little emotional thinking, like, this is the end of an era for Gundam. A turning point for anime in general, for cinema. It's also the same year that Akira comes out and Grave of the Fireflies. Really? Yeah, 88 in Japan. 88 is a huge year, isn't it? Right, a huge turning point. Um, Like Gundam's been like... uh, I'll I'll hedge it, I'll use Weasel Words. One of the leaders of the pack in this like rise of anime in this uh as a, as a medium topping it out at this with this like huge movie i wish it was like maybe more of a statement this it really is so much for fans only yeah it's, it's not it's not much of a of an entry for for new people yeah no i, I tested it like like i didn't i don't even count <laughs> me watching it in a theater as actually accounting as me watching it hopefully we're going to see it in a theater someday yeah if it ever comes back i'm, I'm there that's time and money well spent um but either way um yeah but i was just saying um right it's an end of an era for this era for for gundam we saw like like get more and more polished but like tell this like one saga of like this series of wars like across across a generation but you know what i actually i have a question mm-hmm. for for our listeners Yes. If you've been watching Gundam following along, or maybe you've seen the whole of Gundam already and we're just seeking more Gundam content and found us us two fools. Um, so my, my question is, what was your favorite part of, of this Gundam you see? And what do you think we got wrong? <laughs> Plenty, I'm sure. What's your favorite mistake that we made? <laughs> do, do, do you think we, do, do you think we, we overappreciated Double Zeta? To be messed up not watching the original <laughs> 79 series. Yeah, that's something to correct in the future. Yeah, I don't know. Let's know what your favorite parts of this era of Gundam was. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear all that. Me me personally, I, I'll die in this hill. <laughs> I, you know, I think Encounters in Space was the, the best one in, in how I pushed it. Mm. Probably with, with Charles Counter Attack is a close second. <laughs> you know what? I'll die on this hill. The first half of Zeta Double Zeta Gundam is still. <laughs> I, I do think Judo might be the best Gundam pilot so far. Yeah, as a protagonist, he's he's one to follow. Like, although Amaro has grown on me, and also just in, with distance, like I do love Camille's um, energy. Maybe he's the most. Uh, I guess maybe Judo. I don't know. They're both kind of shown in their own way. Yeah, you know, I sometimes like I like no, I'm like I'm plugged in on like more like um. Gundam related social media and I'll see a lot of people like post like art or like screenshots of Camille and they're like, there's my guy, there's my boy. <laughs> it's really I've grown I've grown fond of Camille in a way I can't I can't articulate. No, I just about Judo. I and yeah. I, I do I do think it's it's the char similarities. Yeah, he would have definitely things if he was there during Char's counterattack, things would have gone differently. I think so. Yeah, you know, the second half of Zeta Zeta Gundam is good too. That that's my to me that's my that's my peak, I guess. I mean I, I will I will never forget the events of, of Dublin. Oh my god. That such a freak That was definitely another peak in the series. Yeah, like you feel whiplash in terms of contrast for sure, but it still it doesn't feel like not earned or not real. 
No, no. I, I mean, never, never once did did I think, oh, this is this is on. Uh, I, I don't want to say unrealistic, but it never broke my suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a yeah, what a show! Now I'm curious. I'm a little scared. I'm excited for for this new era. I was looking. I was looking ahead. The 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 franchise does dip into the the one year war a lot. So it's not like we're really saying we're not fully saying goodbye. I guess we'll see some side stories in it. Yeah, I'm so excited for for uh, War in the Pocket. I, I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but I'm I'm excited for F91 yeah. based on its cover. <laughs> That's where I'm. Yeah, and uh, F91 is where I'm scared. Where it's gonna be like this is gonna be this is like a clean break. This is when it's officially gonna be like wow, the, the Gundam is different now. This is still UC, right? It's just so far yeah. into the future of UC. Um, we're gonna take a little a little interlude doing another literature episode. With uh Asimov. Right? Asimov, yeah. One of the one of the big three. Oh, oh I I was informed. Who who's who? Um <laughs> So if you ask me who the big three are I would say Philip, Kay, and Dick, and that's that's the winners of. <laughs> but uh, historically, I guess like for uh, what what people who what people really mean by the big three is uh, Isaac Asimov, Robert Heinlein, and Arthur C. Clarke. I guess they're the giants of what we'd call hard science fiction. Well, you can't include Frank Herbert now. What the heck? I know. <laughs> but I. They must have been huge. Like that's yeah, it's a world of science fiction. I mean, Slaughterhouse Five is awesome. Yeah, like Philip K. Dick, Frank Herbert, Kurt Vonnegut. That's the that's the big three for a different crowd for the uh, for the people that didn't graduate STEM Uh, (laughs) (laughs) for the rest of us. (laughs) I feel attacked. I I feel attacked for not finishing something STEM. And as well you should, uh, for, for too long we've been weighed down by the gravity of liberal, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what this character is, Stem Lord Char. Amuro. What was that last part? What? What was that last part? Uh, Stem Lord Char. Stem Lord Char. <laughs> Amuro, you don't understand, my child could have painted that. That's... <laughs> 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 uh, Anyways, uh, I know I'm excited for. Why are we talking shit? Um, <laughs> Isaac Asimov. He's he's one of the greats. Um, I hope so. I, I've never I've never read him, but I'm I'm excited to this first time. So yeah. Was this source we're recovering again? Uh, I think it's called the last question. And this this was his favorite. Yeah, it's uh, actually I went ahead and um, yeah we'll revisit it. We'll see if um maybe we I'll uh, leave this for. Later. Uh, yeah. Join us next next time for for a discussion of Isaac Asimov's The Last Question. <laughs> Until then, have a pleasant evening. Uh, yes, please do so. Yeah. Keep yourselves pleasant. I almost said Hail Zeon, but I couldn't. I couldn't commit. That didn't feel right. I don't like saying that. It it, it makes me it makes me shake a little bit every time I <laughs> I I see that. Right. It's. Anyways, don't hail Zeon, but do have a pleasant evening.
you, you know, it's funny. Like you're gonna go through all this, and I, you're gonna laugh at how not worth it this is. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, um, this is us from the future. Um, we forgot to we recorded the entirety of this uh, podcast about Tars Counterattack, but we forgot the most important thing. Uh, what do we call this episode of Pleasant Evening uh, Mobile Suit Book Club? Um, I'm tempted. <laughs> should be, yeah. So very important, very important that we <laughs> we did all this. Um, pleasant evening counterattack. Pleasant evening's counterattack. Yeah. <laughs> totally losing, totally losing. Uh, the, the rest of it. Um, Char's pleasant evening. Char's pleasant evening attacks. We, yeah, we, we, as you're true, we can't ha- not have an attack in there. Mobile Suit Book Club Pleasant Char's Counter Evening Counter Evening Attack Oh, I forgot about the attack <laughs> Char's Pleasant Evening Attack There we go Is that the we, we one? Mobile Suit Gun and Book Club Char's Pleasant Evening Attack Counter Attack we nailed it. We got it. All right. Good night. <laughs> good night, everybody.